Greetings in the name of Christ. Welcome to the Hope to Hope podcast, where we share the love of Jesus Christ and his saving love by looking at the truths of his word, devoting ourselves ourselves to them, like we are going to do now, devoting ourselves to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to verse 3. In it, we see the great race that is the Christian life. I like titling this section, Run Your Christian Walk. It is about running with endurance. Running with endurance means not growing weary or losing heart as you run your Christian walk. And so in these verses, we see three motivations you need to run the Christian race with endurance so that you may not grow weary or lose heart. You have fans cheering you in verse 1. In verse 1a, in verse 1b, you have freedom from entanglements. And then in verse 2 and verse 3, you have the finish line. How is your race going for you as a Christian? Are you tired, weary, despondent, struggling with unbelief, crippled by anxiety, have no one to talk to about your struggles, have sin struggles that are overwhelming you? Do you feel like you will not be able to make it to the end? How does the example of Jesus, who we are told to look at, the the men and the women mentioned in chapter 11, help you and motivate you to run better and joyfully today? We are going to see those helpfully and hopefully from these verses. But let us hear God speak to us from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to verse 3. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. The three motivations for you to run with endurance are the following. In verse 1a, you have fans cheering you, In these fans, the author call a great cloud of witnesses. Physical runners run best with a crowd. Imagine the Comrades Marathon. I know it might be difficult to imagine the Comrades Marathon at the moment because we're not going to have the Comrades this year. But imagine the Comrades Marathon without the crowd. How would it look like without people lining up on 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 the side of the road? Here the author says, surrounded by. And this reflects the Colosseum imagery from the Greco-Roman athletic competitions. They had crowds cheering them to motivate them, to inspire the athletes, to encourage you as you run. Spiritually, runners also have a crowd. We are runners. We have a crowd. It is called a great cloud of witnesses. And this refers back to all the saints in chapter 11, Noah, Abraham, Moses, Rahab, Samson, David are all cheering you on. It can also refer to the many saints around you today. Your parents, your friends, your siblings cheering you on. 
Why do we need this crowd? How do they help us? Well, unlike normal athletic competitions, these fans are not there so much to see the runner, but so that the runner sees them. They remind you that the race is not impossible. It can be finished. You are not alone. So you see, when you go to ordinary athletics at the stadium, sitting there, you have fans cheering you as you run. These ones who are cheering you on here are there so that you may look at them and see how they ran and run the same way. So don't run alone. You were not meant to run alone. You were meant to run with God's people. And so you have friends cheering you as a motivation. The second motivation is that you have freedom from entanglements. In verse 1b, lay aside every weight. Physical runners also need to avoid hindrances. In the Greco-Roman world, the common dress was a robe which one had to lay aside before they ran. So people wore robes like Muslims wear robes today. Imagine running in a robe. How would that look? So they had to take it off. So runners would strip down the, the bare essentials in order to run faster. And you as a spiritual runner also need to avoid hindrances. The text says, lay aside sin which clings closely. A disobedience to God will ruin running. It will trip you. You will stumble over it. You will fall. Persistent disobedience may even keep you from finishing the race. And remember that word that we saw, apostasy. You do not want to apostatize. The sin so easily entangles. The point is that you don't have to put sin on. It is already there. You have to take it off as you run. Lay aside every weight, if it's not, even if it's not sin. Lay aside every weight. You lay aside sin, which so easily entangles. And the author says, not only do you have to lay aside sin, which so easily entangles, but lay aside every weight that is not even sin. It doesn't have to be sinful to slow you down. Don't ask whether something is wrong that is slowing you down. Ask whether it helps you to run. And you have to think of some of the things that can slow you down, which are not necessarily sinful, but are not helping you. You are running for your life. So be ruthless with what you lay aside. And then finally, the motivation for you to run this race. The finish line. Verse 2 and verse 3. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. The physical runners need a finish line to look at. Without the finishing line, runners lose focus. They get distracted. They give up. Comrades marathon runners want to know how long is this distance this time? Is it the upstream or downstream or however you call it? This way or that way? A sure way not to finish the race is not have a finish line. You cannot run without a finish line. Spiritual runners also need a finish line. We have a great finish line that is not um, made up. It is, it is there. Jesus waits for us there. Jesus is not a spectator like the other saints. He is the finish line. Jesus is not the one who has faith, who's telling us that he had faith. 
but he is the founder and perfecter of faith. Don't look around you while you run. Look to Jesus so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted in verse 3. What can we learn from Christ who ran the race before us? Look at the text again, verse 3. He ran with endurance, endured the cross. He, he endured sinners with such hostility. The cross was not just about physical pain, but it was about shame, and Jesus endured the shame. He ran with a goal, the joy that was set before him. Joy helps you to run better when you, when you have it. God, God makes you to run fast and he makes you feel the pleasure. You see that you will receive the reward because Christ received the reward. He's he seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And the key point here is that Jesus is the goal and motivation for your Christian life. So do not take your eyes off of Jesus. Are we so Christian race going today? Are you tired or weary? What are some of the things that are hindering you from, from running that you need to put aside, even if they are not sinful? Are you encouraged by Jesus and by his running? And how does his running help you to run better and finish the race? Pray about that. Think about Jesus and what he has done. And we, we can say it's only in Christ alone that we can finish this Christian race.